Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. It is drive time with Elliot Danker, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian Tian. Uh, right now, we're going to tackle some numbers, uh, closing numbers, that is, in market view, Tian Tian. Right. So a quick recap of how we started the day, Elliot. Singapore shares uh, declined an early trade after the country's non-oil domestic exports posted a worse-than-expected performance and the U.S. market reported losses amid interest rates concerns. So if you look at the Straits Times Index, that was down 0.2% in early trade to 3,303 points. Some 31 million securities changed hands there. Let's take a look at the closing numbers uh, ended up in the green though, the STI closed up 0.52% at 3,328 points. In terms of value turnover, 1.07 billion Sing dollars. Gainers trailed losers 260 versus 278. Top advances for today, Shangri-La Hong Kong Dollars, Hopa and Jardin Cycle and Carriage. Top decliners, Neo Incorporation USD, JMH USD and DG Life Tech. Now, some notable names seeing new developments today include Semcom Marine and Capital Core. Because if you recall, Semcom Marine's shareholders voted overwhelmingly for the merger with Capital O&M with over 95% of votes cast in favour of that proposal. Now much to watch. Joining us as we break down all that key market movements we have with us, Benjamin Go, Head of Research and Investor Education at CIAS. Ben, welcome to the show. Hi, good to be here. Oh, great. And Ben, let's start with the usuals. How has the STI closed the week? Well, the STI is down about 1.2% since it's, since it's uh, opened on uh, Monday. Uh, that's actually not too shabby, considering it was down about 2.8% at one point on Tuesday. Mm. Now, the performance of the STI is largely in line with other major markets, such as the S&P 500, which has seen a shift to a risk-off sentiment and some profit-taking since the middle of the week. Um, I think this is probably due to the relatively stubborn U.S. CPI numbers that was released on Tuesday, um, mm. or rather Wednesday, yeah. our time, which really brought the investors' focus back to the fact that inflation has not been tamed uh, and that perhaps investors globally may have gotten ahead of themselves since the start of the year. Um, now, you can also see that there is an impact from the most uh, recent earnings season, both here as well as in the U.S., pretty much a mixed bag with some really uh, notable companies failing to beat the analyst estimates uh, when, and also, you know, which in fact reported negative earnings per share growth. Um, so all in all, I'm not too shabby. Could have been worse, but obviously mm-hmm. not great. <laughs> all right, Benjamin, yeah. then let's focus on some of the biggest movers for today. What stood out for you? Well, the three local banks were in the top 10 advances again. So mm-hmm. Jardine CNC also clocked in a pretty good uptick of about 1%. Uh, as we had mentioned previously, Temple Corp was up about $0.14, cents, bringing its closing price to $7.27. I think this could be um, you know, partly driven by a collective sign of relief as the merger between Temple Offshore and Marine and Samoan Corp was given the green light by uh, in, you know, shareholders from Samoan Corp. Uh, this obviously will free Temple Corp to focus on other parts of its business. Um, the other two, or rather, we have uh, Maple Tree Pan Asia Commercial Trust as well as mm-hmm. Capital Land Integrated Commercial Trust. This was the only two REITs that cracked the top 10 this week, um, as opposed to a lot more REITs uh, being the top advances last week. Um, I think, all in all, a pretty normal close for the week. 
Bedrin, let's uh, look about uh, look at the non-oil domestic exports in Singapore. We're looking at 25% year-on-year drop, um, contracting for fourth straight month now since January, uh, amid decline in both uh, electronics and non-electronics. Are you concerned about this? Well, the short answer is no, and let me just explain that. So, firstly, there is a high base effect. So if we look at the non-oil domestic exports in January 2022, which is one year ago, that actually came in at a pretty hefty 17.9 billion Sing dollars, uh, which itself was quite an improvement compared to January 2021, which was about $15 billion. So if you look at um, January 20, um, 2022's numbers uh, at $17.9 billion, that was, to begin with, a pretty high bar, tough to be considering, what has happened in uh, 2022? We have a changed reality that is high inflation, um, concerns over global growth, as well as the ongoing Ukraine war. Um, if you look at the numbers that just came out for January 2023, Singapore's non-all domestic exports to China registered a decline of about 41.1% year-on-year. Uh, and that is largely reflective of China's challenge of kick-starting its economy after such a long period of uh, COVID-0. Uh, if you look at the uh, products, uh, exports of electronic products was down about 26.8% year on year with integrated circuits, PC parts, as well as disk media, i.e. hard disk, as well as solid state drives, leading to decline by about 32, or rather between 22 as well as 43%. Um, again, not unexpected because we've already had a lot of data points previously that pointed to a global slowdown in the PC market, so not really a surprise. Uh, I think all in all, this is, um, um, well, 25% decline in non-oil domestic exports is really driven by factors outside to control Singapore. Um, mm. And of course, you have got the high base effect from one year ago. Uh, the unfortunate uh, reality is that the industries that Singapore excel, they intend to move in a cycle. So we are pretty much at one point of the down cycle. Uh, so it is expected it is par for the cost. Right, and uh, Ben, I want to take a look at the hot stock for today. ESR Logos REITs mm. slipped 7.1% in early trade after it announced uh, the close of a private placement exercise. How much of a dilution are we looking at? So during a quick uh, back-of-the-envelope calculation, the number of shares outstanding for ESR Logos as of the 31st of December 2022 was about 6.7 billion shares. Um, the uh, news feed that came through, the private placement was three times subscribed, when in two-thirds of the subscribers were long-only institutional investors, i.e. probably traditional fund managers, uh, alongside real estate specialists as well as uh, existing investors. Um, again, uh, since it's uh, three times subscribed, uh, the company has mentioned that between 447.8 million shares yeah. as well as 454.5 million new shares will be uh, issue. So, you know, back of the envelope calculation, we're talking about a dilution of like more than 6%, uh, depending on the number of new shares issued. Um, if we took a look at the market close, uh, the share price for ESR logos week was at 33 cents, which is mm. a decline of 5.7% yeah. compared to its last close, closing price. So, so you know, it would appear that the early selling at the beginning of the day was a bit of an immediate reaction. Uh, and the price has since settled out to something more or less in line with the share dilution. 
Yeah, and uh, well, Ben, uh, another company making the news, uh, Semcom Marine and Capocall. Shareholders for Semcom Marine voting overwhelmingly for the merger with Capital O and M. What's next for uh, Semcom Marine, really? Well, it's uh, it's probably going to be a plus in the long run. So let's put aside the numbers as well as the commercial terms of the merger. Uh, if you think of, if you think about the business as a whole, so offshore marine globally has always faced a series of headwinds, especially in the last few years, starting with uh, the COVID pandemic. Now, this is a very cyclical type of business product that sold. A price in the millions or hundreds of millions. We're talking about Jacob Oil Rigs, uh, specialist ships, oil tankers, so on and so forth. There are only a relatively few potential customers, globally speaking. So we are not talking about selling the latest iPhone, the PlayStation, tickets, or even tickets to the most recent Taylor Swift concert. I mean, those kind of products practically <laughs> sell themselves, right? Yeah. Uh, we have a built-in, large, addressable market. Uh, very little marketing involved. But when you talk about offshore marine, this is a type of business where um, skill is very important. So you need to be large. You need to be well capitalized. That's where you can derive all these synergies. Um, I would say that there is also uh, certainly some kind of red queen effect here. Uh, I.e., if you stand still, they're probably going to be moving backwards. Because competitors are, again, the very big boys. Uh, you have got uh, the Chinese as well as Korean shipyards, which have um, you know, advanced, improved in strike mm, yep. uh, in recent years. Uh, and of course, they have the benefit of having relatively large domestic markets. So this is probably a must-do deal for Samong Marine as well as Capital Offshore Marine, uh, basically just to get ahead of the competition. So it's definitely, or rather, I would probably say it's a plus in the long run. And speaking about pluses, I want to very quickly switch gears to look at what's happening in the region because Indonesia's tech giant go-to group mm. brought forward its profitability targets by a year. Some pluses there. What do you think this really means for the company and uh, its money-losing peers like, for instance, Grab and C Group? Sure. Well, for our friends out there who are not so familiar, uh, familiar with this, so go-to group is the uh, product from a merger, a marriage between uh, Gojek as well as Tokopedia, yeah? yeah. Um, now, the group generates most or almost all of its revenue, revenue from its domestic market of Indonesia. So just, you know, as a part of discussion, Indonesia has a population of 270 million souls based on a, the 2020 national consensus. Now, the demographic here is that they have a relatively young and, you know, large-growing middle-class young people growing so and so forth. So straight out of that, uh, we are looking at a large single addressable market with demographics is... Uh, predisposed to purchasing products and services from platforms. So the company itself has cited revenue optimization, cost management, and ecosystem product growth as its main drivers, uh, which enable it to hit its productivity target. Um, So in plain English, basically means that the company has done a great job in being able to generate more revenue with less. Um, Mm. And you can see that uh, it is probably also an outcome derived from the positive synergies between the merger of Gojek as well as Tokopedia. Right. Um, from a business model perspective, it makes a lot of sense because the platform business basically lives and dies on the basis of scale. So you think about Netflix, Amazon, so on and so forth. Any single customer is not important, but you need to have hundreds of millions of people, right? So you hmm. combine two big market leaders in uh, the home industry or home market of Indonesia, yeah. Gojek and Tokopedia, and then suddenly you've got a 100-pound gorilla here. Uh, that is very much different from uh, competitors such as Grab and all <laughs> uh, because those companies are present in multiple markets across Southeast Asia. Uh-huh, so the strategy yeah. is definitely different here. 
So it would appear that um, dominating a single large market like what Kutu uh, Group is doing is mm-hmm. uh, working very well for them at this point in time. All right. Thank you very much, Ben. That was Benjamin Go, Head of Research and Investor Education at CIAS. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.